Welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. I was looking deeply into your eyes right there. Did you get that sense? No. No, you didn't. No. I don't want to look in your eyes. Oh, I well, saw. you were looking into my eyes. I just felt I like we were having that. a moment. I just felt like we were having a moment, but clearly you just weren't even feeling anything. I don't do I moments. Oh I don't like do eyes. Even Aaron, even Aaron was, today our guest no. is Aaron Leahy. Happy to be here, guys. Hello and welcome. Uh, what 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 do you what are what are you who and what who are you? are you who and what am I yeah uh, I, <laughs> human I, I'm a human creature uh, I, I man. was uh, man male uh, born in the in the Bay Area uh, grew up in San Francisco um, <laughs> spent quite a bit of time in uh, restaurants mostly as a chef mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. talk about that mm-hmm. um, well, I kind of just fell into it. Um, I've always had an interest in cooking. Um, my family didn't own restaurants or anything like that. In fact, I joked that the reason why I got into cooking is because I swore I'd never eat another dry roast chicken again. Dry uh, roast chicken. And I haven't to this day. I, I taught my mother how to cook. Wait, a does dry roast chicken mean like chicken that tastes like a goose? I mean, it means <laughs> like chi- a dry it, goose. It means chicken that's been cooked too long gotcha. un- until it tastes like sandpaper and regret. Uh huh. Now, briefly before, briefly before we just kind of get on, get on in deep, like like we are. Uh, I just want to mention for our audience that we today will be reviewing Total Recall, the 1990 film. For all the motherfucking fans out there, which is now you know you're out there, which is directed by uh, Paul Ver Verhoen Verhoen Verhoven 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 Verhoven. Schnitzel. Very Dutch. Um, anyways, uh, and we'll be talking about that in the second half of the episode. But first, we are just going to be uh, discussing, you know, the life and times of Aaron, as well as we're all Aaron currently Lee. sitting. Aaron Leahy. We're all currently also sitting at this table right now with four beautiful looking drinks that are just spread out in front of us, spread eagle in front of us. Let me just give a little precursor to the people listening out there. Go if ahead. there is a single person out there listening. Precursor. We have on our hands a master of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> you should have introduced him. Anton and I played at a winery oh, a couple weeks ago. Looking for this. And we met Aaron. He was working at the winery that we played at. Uh-huh. And he knew what was up. Mm. And, and how did you know It turns out that he's a up? gifted taster. Mm-hmm. He knows how to distinguish what's going on in any beverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so tonight mm-hmm. we're going to put it to the test and he's willing to do that. His hands are on his hips. He is and he's, he's getting ready. ready. He's getting ready. And we, ooh, ooh. we have created some various beverage concoctions, some with alcohol, some sans alcohol. Oh. And he's going to blindly distinguish the various flavors that are concocted within each beverage. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't know because Laura has made three of the four drinks that are currently sitting in front of us. Yes. And Aaron himself has also <clears> made <throat> a drink that me and Laura both don't know what's in it. Correct. Seems but only fair. Aaron I'm, is the guest of honor. Right, He's this. going to taste first the drink that I created. Which is, is beautiful, by the way. Um, who knows for, what for, it's going to taste for, like? For those who, I don't even know. who can't see it, which is all of you. Um, it's got a beautiful little round of cucumber slice. So drink oh. one, everybody. Drink uh, one. The thing is, I don't want him to even look at the drink, but he already is, so it's fine. I mean, garnish is part of it. It's just like food. You That's know, gotta true. Make it, you eat with your eyes first. 
or drink with your eyes in this case. He doesn't know what I put in here. Okay, just so um, you know. Drink just like a nice little smashed mint leaf there on top. Really smashed? beautiful. Smashed? Oh, okay. Beautiful presentation and <laughs> in, in, in a nice coupe. Coupe. Uh, now yeah. again, only Laura, for those watching at home, only Laura knows what's in drink number one. And this Aaron is, we is are putting Aaron to the test. Drink number one. He's deep in thought. One single drip of sweat forms <laughs> He on rubs his brow, his brow with but his pinky finger. <laughs> wipes it away swiftly. So there's some... Wait, um, I'm also going to taste uh, it. Should I... Shh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Let Aaron just do his thing. Um, so I think the base spirit is um, whiskey. Uh, I think it's Irish whiskey. Um, and oh. then you put some lime juice in there with some simple syrup. Um... Like a kind of an herbal note, almost like rosemary. Like maybe you infuse the the simple syrup with rosemary, um, and uh, a definite cucumber note. And I don't know whether that's just coming from the cucumber garnish, or uh, the cu- cucumber bitters I brought over that you wouldn't be able to help. Not cucumber using. bitters. I did not even know you brought those. Really? Damn! I, I brought those just them. for just for you. Dang it! Had I, know I known? Love, I know how much you love cucumber. Oh, man. Okay. You got everything right except... I mean, I'm just going to try this. It's delicious. one thing. It, it's really well balanced. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. All right. Um, let's just see what Dominic has to say. What do you, what do you think is in it? What Aaron said. <laughs> Final answer. I have to say, I'm tasting it. Wait, Laura said there's one ingredient. <laughs> oh, there's one ingredient? Okay. Okay. Did you s- will- already say lemon? I said lime. Yeah, I um, said lime. Okay. But... Orange? Mm-mm. What's that's the first no I've said tonight, by the way. But never actually, say never. Dominic, never say no. yours might be a little different than his because I made it after him. Well, I don't know. And I don't to really yours, know. yours, I actually added I think you should tell us what, what, what's okay. missing. So was he correct about everything minus one ingredient? Yes. Okay. What is the one It's crazy. Ingredient? He was correct about everything. He got the rosemary. He got the mint. He got the cucumber. He got the simple syrup. But I'm pretty sure, <laughs> unless I'm mistaken, <laughs> that I did not use whiskey, but rather <coughs> tequila. Boy. What? I used the tequila you brought. <laughs> the blue bottle? Let me double check that. Hang on, people. Oh my God. Is it the blue bottle or is it the square bottle? Our expert of the evening is just double checking how she actually oh made the drink. <laughs> She doesn't know how so she sorry. made the drink. You were correct. It was whiskey. It was absolutely whiskey. And I don't know why I thought it was tequila. <laughs> you knew better than the person that made Aaron it. Aaron knows best. Aaron knows That's what the title what of this that, is. Aaron knows had, best. Okay, it definitely had rosemary. It had cucumber. It has a little bit of mint, but only as a garnish. So he wasn't missing any ingredient. Oh, yours has has yeah. you're having the same one as him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and 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 it, it's a little bit on the sweet side, but I like that. Really, um, I feel like so many cocktails are too acid forward. Uh, I think I could have cut. It's yeah, like bright and refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sugar and acid are always going to balance each other on the palate. If something's tasting too, too sweet, add, add some, some acid. acid. And the easiest acid we're going to find around. Yeah, we're not talking about hydrochloric. We're not talking about sulfuric. Where this is citric acid, uh, lemons, limes, mm-hmm. oranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, malic acid, green apples, berries, 
um, tartaric acid, grapes, uh, anything tart. Dominic, you were telling me earlier that you've been really getting into Manhattans. I have. I recently like bought a bunch of ingredients and I've been doing a thing, but I don't know if you probably would have suggestions on how to make them better. And I was maybe just going to ask you about that, but you know. You know, it, it's... Um, I got some sweet vermouth. I don't remember the brand name. I'm just using Bullet. And I got some bitters and I got... Uh, uh, what else am I putting there? Uh, ch some cherries, but I got some really good, yummy, yum, yum cherries. Maraschino cherries, but like not the bright red ones, right, but like the, like the, the Luxardo ones. Yes, and the deep they, dark that's syrup. the kind. Yeah, yep. Luxardo. Yeah, yep. that's nope. the brand. Yep. So you got all the all, you got all the base steps. I think we should move on okay. to cocktail number two. But before we do, a final thing. Yeah, go ahead. This is my final rule. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the first person who tries a new cocktail gets to name it. So oh, in that oh case, right, that, that was would it. be me. Oh, okay. Um, wow. And uh, this is this has been a lot of pressure on me, but, yeah. But setting a precedent going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's it's nice to be collaborative. Yeah, it's based yeah, on yeah. how it feels for the evening. Sure. It's very light. It's very fresh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> light, light and fresh. Light and fresh. But it's got a little bit light, of depth. Light and fresh. Depth light to fresh, it. A little fresh. sweet. Um. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. It's like he's asking himself. No, I think what he's doing right then is he was asking himself, what do you think? What do you think, Aaron? What do you think, Aaron? God, what do you think? The end of summer. No. We were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. Mm. End of summer. Mm. Okay, drink number two. What? Are, which one are we doing? Uh, I think we should turn the tables. I think you guys should try uh, the one I made for you. Okay. Oh, I'm very excited. Okay. All right. Aaron has made us a mystery drink. Aaron is a mixologist. Now, this is sort of like a, a I would say, like a orangey, like a deep orange. It's like, like a, a blood orange. orange. It's like a blood orange. I would say a blood orange. I would say a blunt orange. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. A burnt it's blunt kind orange. Of a burnt blunt, blunt orange, orange um, with a with a, a twist of lime. Yeah, a green little garnish here. I assume which is that it's of a lime. lime peel skin, peel peel skin, peeling skin. Okay. And we're trying it. All right, here we go. This is us trying drink number two. Only our nose ingredients. Ooh. Okay. It's much smokier. It's much more robust. Mm. I would say than the previous mm. drink that I made. Mm. Okay, let me just preface this by saying I don't really know anything about mm -hmm. liquor or differences in between. You don't need to break it apart. <laughs> just describe it. Mm -hmm. um, it's and, smoky. And that's something that, that I thought that I've had a lot of fun with transitioning into to wine. Um, and I do work for Jessup Cellars Winery in Yachtville. That is where these two met me and when where they performed. Um currently working as wine educator there uh just can't get enough of the booze i guess i would say <laughs> it's round a little sweet it's a little sweet a little tingly that I even makes say, sense i would not say round i would say round not me this is like a call this is to me this is calming actually this is like it actually puts me in a i feel i feel kind of at ease when i'm drinking this maybe that's because you're gay <laughs> Well, I mean, you're more of a Manhattan drinker because too. This to is me, more your style of drink. This is this, this is, is a male drink. What? Absolutely, hundred percent. Wait, so it why is. would it? To me, this drink screams masculine. Mm. 
Wait, so you're but saying... But not toxic masculinity. This this is a well to- this is a well-balanced... No, it's a well, it's, but this is just like a man's drink. Like, I don't want to get away this from this. This is like, like a, a well-balanced male... Kind of dude, you know what I mean? To me, this, this is like... This isn't a, like an a- alpha male bullshit. No, not alpha you know? male. To me, this is like a well-balanced male cologne. I love that. <laughs> A cologne? What? No, like a good cologne. No, she's actually kind of on point. Uh, <laughs> See, so shall we, shall we do the reveal? Yeah. Is there is there something? Is it for net? Is there? Right. Wait, is hold there... on, hold on. Wait, there's got to be a bitter involved of some kind, right? There is. Okay. There well, yeah. You go. Only because he brought a bunch of that and I didn't use any and he must have used something. There's some smoke involved with this. So that's coming from the tequila. Yes, I figured as much. Um, that's a man's drink for sure tequila mm. it's it so not? good i mean i'm terrible at describing what could be in it but just more so like the feeling and the feeling and that's what i was gonna say going going into you know because vibe. because moving from from moving from food to cocktails was easy <laughs> um cocktails is the same creative process as food just simplified mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. all your flavors are in bottles ready to go you're yeah. just throwing them together it's like, oh, why does your apricot liqueur taste like apricots? Because it's made from apricots. Uh-huh. Um, you know, why does your strawberry coolie taste like strawberries? Well, because it's made from strawberries. But then you transition over into wine, and the whole paradigm changes. And now you're talking about leather and tobacco and blackberry and blueberry and all of these crazy flavors that are coming from grapes. There's a fruit for sure involved in here. Um, there is. Wait, fruit? Okay, let me try to just get on that. Um, There's a fruit in can, here. So the way I to... describe wine is mm-hmm. totally different from the way that I describe like what, breaking, mm-hmm. breaking, you know, I, I can't yeah. break wine down the same way. So I'll describe it like a person mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like uh, a setting or a scene, like mm-hmm. a dust, dusty library or an old yeah. back room, you know, like... like. This is, to and me, this you, is a dusty library. And what, where does that bring you? Where does This the brings me to a dusty you? library, like circa... I would agree with that. Harrison Ford. I would say candlelit. You know, and sort there's of last what, crusade. What, what, what part of the world? What, what part of Venice. the world is Harrison Ford in when he's drinking this? Venice, 100%. Right? Yeah, actually, that, that seems pretty This is pretty him fitting. in the freaking library in Venice looking for the Holy Grail. I dig it. All right, you know I, think, I, I, I think I think we have our name for this one, guys. This is Holy the last, Grail. This is the Holy Grail or the Last Crusade. Oh, last, the la- crusade. The last Crusade. Yes, absolutamente. All right, please let us know it's in this drink. All right, I'm dying. So uh, it is um, <laughs> Añejo Tequila. I'm trying to make sure yeah. I remember. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Take your time. Uh, hibiscus liqueur. Mm. So you get that floral element. Definitely no no real. no toxic masculinity there. Right, no. See, flowery. I love a flowery man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, falernum, uh, which is a rum-based uh, liqueur. Uh, mostly uh, the flavors there are lime and clove. Uh-huh. Clove. Very uh-huh. male. Very Li- male. You said lime and clove? Lime and clove. Interesting. A clove is just a man a in disguise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Take from that what you will. I will. I will. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it, whatever. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful um, aroma, scent, taste, Thank you. touch, smell. Carry on with the last crusade. Essential, the it's a sensual notes. experience, yeah. Um, 
It's got some curacao in there, dry curacao, curacao. so orange, mm. orange. The uh, man from the orange. Orient. Mm, it's like a, it's like a bitter orange. I think that was the fruit that I was really. And then you're right, there was some bitters in there. I mean, half of this podcast is about movies, right? Yes, yeah. yeah Eventually, so I, we do talk about movies. So, 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 so I felt like I I had to use a bitters that referenced a movie. What's what's the bitters? It's, it's, it it's called it's called Rizzo. Well, Rizzo as in Rizzo. The, the Midnight Cowboy. Rat rat Ratso Ratso Rizzo. Didn't Rizzo. even get it. I'm walking here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Really? <clears throat> Should we move Last on year. to drink number three? So are we, doing the bu- are we doing the bubbly oh, one? I didn't give myself the same things I gave you guys. Let's so. do the bubbly. Wait, Let's wait, do wait. the bubbly. That's one we all have. Okay. We yeah. all have this drink. You guys have it in your purple glasses. I have it in this. We're all going to try this. And Aaron, it's on you to figure out what's in here. All right. Okay. Bottoms up. Right. You snuck some stuff in here that I didn't uh, bring. Did I? Mm-hmm. I snuck? Okay, yeah. what did I sneak in there? Yeah, there's St. Germain in there for sure. St. Germain? Mm-hmm. What's in St. Germain? It's an elderflower liqueur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's either St. Germain in there or you, you use like an uh, elder... Actually, it tastes a lot like... Got this like elderflower lemon soda at Trader Joe's a few weeks back. That was like delicious. <laughs> uh, and it tastes, it tastes a lot like that. <laughs> Is that exactly what it is? Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna. Why? I'm just gonna say something real quick here. This doesn't have any alcohol in it. There you go, Dominic. You finally figured I something out. I cracked the fucking case over here, you everybody. Did figure it out. Wait, do you think and it's because I'm gay? No, <laughs> no, no. It was, it was, <laughs> I know that. It was the elderflower. The it was the elderflower that jumped out on me, and and, and Saint Germain. You, you, you've seen it uh-huh. behind a bar. It's yeah. in this beautiful bottle. Right. Um, but they, isn't Saint Germain alcoholic? It is, but it's only like twenty percent alcohol. This so is alcoholic. This is not alcoholic. Okay. Um, but if you were to put like a splash of Saint Germain and soda in there with like some lemon, mm-hmm. um, it would taste a lot like this, yeah. and it wouldn't taste any more alcoholic. All right, to the people out there listening, full disclosure: what is this drink? Yeah, but an elderflower lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Is it from Trader Joe's? No, it's from Whole Foods. All right, all right. But it is partly <laughs> it is partly sparkling. I, I wasn't hundred percent. So it is absolutely pretty much exactly what you said: elderflower, lemon, and soda. Is it the Belvior? Yes. Very good. <laughs> he's good. He knows what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> he called it. I mean, he said elderflower, lemon, and soda. Love it. All right, wow. should we do drink number four? Very good. Yeah, yeah. Let's move right along. Let's do yeah, it. Mm-hmm. you guys right are on. I don't have that on one. Roll. It's just drink for you number guys. four. Here we go. Mm. Okay, final this drink is the number fi- four. This is the final drink. <laughs> Aaron is now currently trying the final drink of the evening. What will he think? He's sniffing it, giving it a real long sniff. You're messing with me here. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh my god. That smells awful. Why? <laughs> it smells awful. So there's definitely some apple cider vinegar in there. Oh my god, that act, I don't even know if I can drink this actually. <laughs> Why? The smell is so nasty to me. It smells like It will uh, only it, do good that's things. That's the for apple you. cider vinegar. Uh that I haven't, I haven't even had to taste it. Oh my god. It's got they got some baking spices, definitely some cinnamon, clove, all Yeah, this smells like a rotting apple pie. <laughs> it smells like the bottom of someone's foot was in an apple pie. I don't know. I kind of like the vinegar flavor, personally. Um, As do I. And um, we were talking about shrubs earlier, and shrub cocktails have actually become really popular, especially in places like like Portland and in San Francisco. 
Um, shrubs are a mix of vinegar, fruit, and sugar. So they're kind of like a sweet and sour mix. But they have that vinegary tang to them. Um, so I'm only laughing because I hate this. <laughs> I took a sip and Neither I hate of you. It. But, you hate it? I hate it. But I will say that most people do not f- find acetic acid to be pleasant they, they they find it to be sharp and harsh so, so what i tend to use in my cocktails mm. trying to keep this educational mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah mix it in with another acid mm. um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'll use a shrub i'll use apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use vinegar i'll use balsamic i've used mm-hmm. balsamic mm-hmm. in cocktails before a great way of turning your cocktails black without uh-huh. using our activated charcoal which will gorgeous hurt you mm-hmm. don't do that mm-hmm. um just mm-hmm. balance it out with another acid Mm-hmm. So I never use it on its own. I, I'll, I'll use some vinegar and then some citrus or some vinegar and then some berries or use something to kind of like so that it doesn't smell like a rotting apple pie. Yeah, to me. <laughs> stuck in it. It's like, Did you taste it yet? The aftertaste, yet. Okay, the aftertaste of the vinegar to me is really bumming me out. And it just it basically like I can't I don't think I can be drinking any more of that. <laughs> it is true it kicks in right at the end kicks in right at the end yeah. and it really just sticks with you <laughs> no you think you think you're past yeah it. you you're think like... you're past it and then it just sort of sticks in that mouth for mm. quite some time actually i'm still tasting it and i and i'm trying to like you know i'm trying to be an adult about this and yeah. not no, just no, move no. on to another drink very quickly i'm trying to just see if maybe there's gonna be a third wave but you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and take a sip of aaron's and, drink that and, he made earlier to sort of wash my mouth out the last crusade mm-hmm. um, i'm sorry the last crusade is what i'm drinking or man <laughs> or the last man on earth <laughs> the last man the man for me is what i'm the gonna last call it men's <laughs> so 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 if you got the vinegar up front on this it would be a successful cocktail but but, but because because it's flipped and it's like sweet and cidery up front and then you get the sour it, it does kind of taste like rotten fruit <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're saying that I was right. I am. Did you hear that? Absolutely. Did you hear that? I'm also somebody who sells rotten fruit at a premium price for a living. (laughs) That's true. That was was great. Do we want to name this one? I I, I think I have a great name for this one. It it, it ties in with with the film that we watched this evening without giving away any spoilers. The Last Resort. The Last Resort? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call this one... What about just Total Recall? I'm going to call this one... (laughs) Funky flunk. That's funky flunk. I'm gonna call this one funky flunk. I kind of like total recall. Total recall. This will make you recall your bad childhood memories. Um, this would make you recall your own foot just ankle deep in an apple pie. Laura, what was in that one? That was Bragg organic apple cider vinegar all natural drink. Made with world famous Bragg organic apple cider vinegar, apple cinnamon flavor. So, Aaron, you got it. Yeah, I got it too. All right. Foot. No, you didn't get the cinnamon this part. This is not for drinking. Are you trying to no. kill me? No, this is for drinking, actually. It's also for digesting. Oh, my God. I, I actually really love the stuff. Oh, man, I can't do that. It's like, yeah, it's medicinal or some shit. I just well, can't. It, it makes you go. Oh, so what? Now I'm just going to need to take a poopy in the middle of this podcast? That's not what I'm trying to do. It's all possible, but... Point being, Aaron is the real deal. He actually... Aaron, yeah, congratulations. You pretty much... He pretty much nailed every single one. I would say you nailed it. 
I think now we should transition sure. over to Total Recall. So Total Recall is a 1990 film, again, directed by Paul Ver- Verhoeven. Verho- Verhoeven. 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 Uh, he was also the director of Robocop, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers, and Showgirls, amongst many other films. But those are some of his like bigger films. That makes one so of, much sense. One Basic- of those being the all-time worst movies of the year. Of the Show- world. Showgirls? Oh, wait, no, yeah. Not of the year, but right, of, I have not seen of all it, time. But um, well, anyways, um, yeah. So this is Total Recall. Um, um, I it would say it's about uh, it's a sci-fi film set in the distant future. It's about this company who is basically you can go there and have memories implanted in you that make you feel like you've perhaps been on va- on a vacation or something. And Arnold Schwarzenegger plays this character who is sort of like longing to someday go to Mars. And so he goes to this company. What's the company called again? I'm Recall. It. Recall, <laughs> of course. Uh, he goes to his company, Recall. He sits down and he, you know, goes on his little For adventure. For the memory of a lifetime, Recall. Um, so if you recall, haven't seen this film, we're going to start recall. by not talking any spoilers. We won't get into the plot details beyond that. Uh, and at a certain point, we'll make it very clear that we're going to get into spoilers. And at that point, you can tune out if you haven't seen it, or if you uh, don't care about spoilers, just keep on listening. So, Total Recall. Aaron, we like to start with the guests around here. Absolutely. What did you think of Total Recall, which, by the way, you had seen before, correct? I had, but uh-huh. it, it, it's been at least a decade. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that and without there, any spoilers. Yes. There, there, yes. Reaction. There, there, there were a few... <clears throat> Few things I remembered previously, but I was basically going into it fresh. Uh, reaction. Um, yeah, yeah. This dude, Mr. Uh, Vander. Paul Ver- Ver- Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. Really likes broken glass in slow motion. He does. I don't. He? I don't think there was a single pane of glass in that entire film so left many. unbroken by the end. So many broken. So many were just broken. Just, like left, every left single one. Like, like 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 the last ten minutes of the movie was like nothing but just scenes of breaking glass in slow motion. I was. Like, and did you like this breaking glass uh, bonanza? I did. You know, I, something I I I really appreciate, um, and I remember appreciating about this film. One of the few things I did remember is is that I mean, this is really the height of practical effects. This is this is before the CGI revolution. This is um, you know there were maybe one or two scenes that used any kind of computer graphics in that entire film, um, mm-hmm. and um, really kind of expertly done. You know, um, and and it is something that you know talking about classic cinema, which I'm a little bit more familiar with, versus modern cinema. Um, which is very much kind of reliant on CGI. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's impactful and, and, and it, it's an art form that I feel like has been lost in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And, and so in that regard, even though it is kind of a campy, you know, action sci-fi Schwarzenegger movie, like the, the craft that went into all of these practical effects, um, mm-hmm. I think this is one of the better examples mm-hmm. of, that which i think you know this this period in, in history is kind of the the zenith of that right yeah yeah laura what do you think loved it loved it yeah it's one of my favorite i mean okay <clears throat> i will say rewatching it again for the first time in almost 10 years you know i see how 
perhaps a set of eyes from like modern, you know, like the millennial generation might see it as being. <laughs> talking about me. <laughs> well, maybe not you, but just anyone. I mean, like for for a person who maybe hasn't seen like films from this decade of fil- of film history, <clears throat> watching it for the first time might see it as being like more campy or whatever. To me, I mean, I just, I think this movie is like a work of art. I mean, there's just so many awesome moments in this movie that are like so creative and, and really original. And, um, for its time, like being able to actually create those ideas and manifest them into, you know, something tangible is awesome to me. I mean, yeah, I still think this movie holds up. I think it's awesome. I mean, yes, there are moments when I see like that. Yes, there's like green screen being used or whatever. But and when I when I saw this movie for the first time as a young child, like it, I didn't notice any of that kind of stuff. Like to me, it was just like all amazing the first time I saw this movie. So, I mean, like, I guess in a way, seeing it as an as an adult, like in, you know, the 2000 almost 20s <laughs> it's there is a difference but at the same time i also recognize that it's it's amazing i, I love this movie like well, i still really enjoyed watching this movie I, I did too and and honestly i feel like that camp that you're referring to it's not so much the outdated technology it's not any <clears> of that kind of stuff it, uh, there is camp in this movie but i think that it was intentional I think yeah, it, it was absolutely. always meant to be there. Like the some of the lines, some of the acting, totally. some of the writing, like in, in these 80s, early 90s Hollywood blockbusters, like it was supposed to be a little bit goofy. Just a little bit. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be, you know, badass but I mean, and Well, okay, I guess the too, green but... screen stuff maybe wasn't meant to be seen as like obvious. Right. Which I guess in a way like, yes, now watching it now compared to how special effects are created nowadays, like maybe seemed a little bit more obvious, but ultimately I just think that there's just so many cool moments in this movie that are really like prime examples of, yeah, practical effects at its best. And I would argue that actually makes for a more cohesive world. Yeah. You're more invested in that world. You actually feel like you're on Mars. But Dominic, what do you think? Um, yeah, so I mean, the star of the show is the practical effects. Um, the moments that have these amazing practical effects and amazing costumes and amazing, you know, uh, crazy things that someone has on their face or other parts of their body, that to me uh, is the star of the show. And that's like what keeps it going for me. Um, I think secondary to that, the thing that was somewhat pulling me through was the story, at least in the beginning. Um, that. I felt like sort of lost me at a certain point. Like the story stopped developing in any sort of meaningful ways for me, though the setup was really interesting to me. So I was immediately intrigued by this concept of like, oh, you would go to this place that like, I thought that was actually a cool science fiction kind of concept that I haven't necessarily seen done in this particular kind of way where they're implanting a memory into you. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so I was invested in just kind of seeing where that would go. Um, but yeah, I would say that the plot became very secondary to just like 
having it be uh, action more of like a adventure thing. kind of thing or whatever uh and it definitely succeeds in that like as far as action movies movies go um yeah i thought this was great uh i mean you know it's just dumb fun uh <laughs> you know there's lots of really cheesy one-liners i would say borderline terrible acting throughout um like the writing is like just it's just silly like it's it it just becomes very silly and very camp pretty quick and i wasn't sure in the beginning like i was watching this and i'm like um (laughs) what's going on here like it seems like there's an interesting kernel of a story but everything is just layered with cheese that i'm like i don't understand it but as it went on and the action became more ridiculous i felt like the action eventually caught up with the kind of tone of the writing that was in the beginning which kind of threw me off in the beginning at least because at first i thought maybe this was going to be slightly more serious than it was and then it was absolutely not serious at all Mm. uh which i was into (laughs) i was into the not serious aspect but i was thrown off in the beginning i was like which direction is this going it was a little hard for me to pin down and i was like if this is trying to be serious this is failing (laughs) yeah the, the, Um, the first five lines in the film are arnold screaming Right, I guess that's true, but I I thought that maybe that was like kind of a horror scene, and I and were meant to be like maybe actually scared or something. So I just I was kind of figuring out the tone. I would say for the first like twenty minutes, absolutely. Um, so that's the thing that I was uh, I don't know pondering, but yeah, um, I think in general, uh, and this is just a personal preference, action movies never really grab me that deeply. Um, there's always just like no matter how kind of fun and silly it is i just am sort of like sitting there a little sort of just like it kind of just washes over me a little bit and there are times that i kind of like tune out a little bit even though i'm like sitting there i'm paying attention i'm like watching the movie but i just sort of like glaze over a little bit because it's not to say that i don't like just a fun and games kind of thing like i i like that in comedy but i guess there's something about action specifically that where it's just like shit blowing up well, all the you time. You want it to have weight. You want it to have consequences. You want it to mean, yeah. Well, and this is a particular case too, which I don't really want to get too far into because I guess maybe it's somewhat spoilery, but there was just like an investment that was lost for me at a certain point mm-hmm. that I'll get into later. And like, and then I, the, after that, I was just sort of like, what does this even matter? <laughs> like at a certain point, I, I just felt like it was a little just... It was yeah, I feel yeah. Like it was weightless. I they, would say <laughs> they 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 tried they tried to put some meaning in yeah. in there, and we'll we'll talk about the and ultimately the, the I felt like why even bother? Like right. why did you even bother attempting to make it seem like maybe there was going to be some weight here? Right. But um, you know, I mean, all that aside, it's a totally fun movie, and I like definitely recommend it if you just want to kick back, relax, and like watch an action. Oh, movie. It, I mean, it, it's great. It's great for that. For it sure. totally holds up. Yeah, and and it, it it's for all of its lacks. It, it it's all the things that modern day movies are kind of lacking all right so we're going to talk spoilers if you haven't seen total recall um now would be the time to tune out tune out unless you don't care about spoilers in which case just keep on listening um yeah so with wasn't that, that part so cool when he was like two weeks two weeks and two it was like he was like best. he was like dressed up like that woman mm-hmm. and she like starts like, that was the best sequence in this movie i love that, that was, part amazing that to the me, acting the in fucking credible right. i loved that sequence straight up like it's so was good. like one of my favorite i think sequences 
in like a stupid action movie I've probably ever seen. Because to me, it's like so also beyond just being like part of a silly action movie. It's like a surreal comedy scene. It's like a, it's like a, it's just weird. It's like a skit on SNL or like, I don't even know. Like what, more like Monty Python. Yeah. Or like something even more. There, there was just like layers to that yeah. that was so fucking funny to me. Like the prosthetics were awesome. Um, and like just this woman's look, the right. setup was <clears throat> hilarious. Like yeah. you just know there's something wrong about this woman. Like right. I figured there was, I figured that it was like, she was an imposter, like straight up, but it did that didn't really matter because it just like goes to this degree that is so fucking funny like i mean i i was like cracking up as you guys were seeing i mean like it was like hysterical to me so that to me was like the clear and away highlight of the film and when that happened i was like oh shit we're really in for it and like that was really that like got me re-engaged in the film i would say this happens maybe like i don't know 30 or 40 minutes into the movie or something like that and at that point, I was like, what is going on? I don't really get it. And that really set the tone for me as far as like, okay, this is like a, this is like fucking stupid and it knows it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I loved that, you know, like, or not stupid. I don't, I don't even mean that in a bad way. It's like, it just knows that it's silly. It's like right. having a fun time. Um, so yeah, that was far and away the best scene. <laughs> so, and I feel like they, 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 they try to give it some weight at the end. Uh, or throughout it by by kind of doing this like subtle fourth wall break of like asking you the audience like what's the dream what's not the dream Mm -hmm. you know is he dreaming is he just freaking out Mm -hmm. um and then it ends on that kiss and you don't really know whether he vaguely you know well you know what's interesting i was talking (laughs) to my brother about this the other night and he concludes that it definitely was just a dream oh absolutely because the end like fades to white, right? Which implies that it was like a dream, and he's like waking up mm. to light. And I don't know. There's all these other well instances that... throughout the movie that imply that it was a, all just a dream. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest tell for me, like I, <clears throat> I was really just waiting for the final scene. Like, okay, so I guess this is what I was referring to when I felt like at a certain point I was just like checked out of the actual plot. Um, to me, when so there's a central scene in the film. So this guy, you know, to, su- to just quickly summarize, this guy, he like goes into this machine uh, and then it seems like something maybe goes wrong. And then we kind of have like a series of events that are a little vague as to whether they're real or not. And he kind of ends up on Mars. <laughs> um, and these things start happening on Mars that are exactly what he asked to happen um, you know, he had requested uh, for this company to give him, uh, you know, an implant of a memory that would be like, he's a secret agent on Mars and there's this brunette girl and he like, you know, describes her perfectly or whatever. Um, and then, you know, that all begins to play out exactly as he wished. And, and she, and he's even told by the guy, he's like, well, you're going to get the girl in the end, and uh, but I won't tell you how. I don't want to spoil the whole ride or whatever, like implying that there's going to be some ups and downs, and it's just going to be like an action movie, right? Or that he would get implanted in his own head. Um, and that's exactly what transpires. And like for me, the biggest scene that I thought was a dead giveaway, I was actually, I will say I was surprised at the vagueness of the ending, because I assumed there was going to be a final scene of him like right. waking up, because I felt like it was so clear to me that this was all just a dream, especially after um that scene with the guy who like comes in and he's like 
I'm oh, actually right. I'm actually uh, above you right now in the in the I'm in the a, lab. I'm and just I'm here to, to try to you. get you out of it. Yeah, this guy comes into his dream or this you know series of events that we're witnessing. <coughs> the but then he's like sweating. He's sweating, but whatever. I mean, that didn't mean anything to me other than him just looking for a reason to shoot this guy and continue his adventure. To me, I felt like what that was saying is he wasn't ready to. He was having too much fun to like stop. You know that this guy who Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing. <laughs> is just like having a ball on Mars because he's always wanted to go to Mars and this is exactly like his dream, you know? Why would he want to wake up if if given the opportunity to wake up early? Like, right. even if there was consequences, in a way, it's like he's living his dream. And so after that point, I was like, okay, so this is all just a dream. And now he's just sort of like fucked himself in a way like he is stuck in it or whatever. Yeah, it makes me, it makes me really interested actually to, to go back and read the Philip K. Dick short story. Because right. uh, Philip K. Dick, I'm sure, went into all yeah. of those implications. I'm sure it's a weightier kind of <laughs> um, Who knows? thing. And, and so many of those, you know, just like 90s mm-hmm. action movies just took his his brilliant sci-fi and just like dumped it just down. Just made it cheesy, um, you know, <laughs> cotton candy. I mean, he's the he's the king. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess like What about me- the Quaid part? Or what about the part where he meets, what is it, is his name, Quaido? Dennis Quaid. No, no. Uh, uh, oh, well, yeah, no, but it's a lot like it's like the Quido guy, or Coido or Quaido or something. Quaido, Quaid, yeah. The weird baby thing that's attached to that guy's the, stomach. Yeah, the mutant. The mutant. How guy awesome is that? Love the baby. To I mean, me, that's the best part of the movie where he's like, "Open your mind to me." The baby was awesome, and and that was he's like not a baby. He's impressive. like an old man. I know, but it kind of looks like it. I'm right. just gonna call him the baby for lack of a better word. Right. But there's like this weird thing that to is me, coming out. Of this, I this really stomach. was like excited about that part for you to see that part because I just feel like that part to me represents practical effects at its best. That was an extremely impressive one of the best. And the fact that moments. that the effect gets shot. Like oh, specifically, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. effect gets shot. I was like, tripping on crazy. his mouth movement though, right? Because right. His mouth and the was eyes. So, it wasn't just like a mop, 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 mop. It wasn't yeah. like um like a puppet. It wasn't yeah. just like his yeah. Uh, it wasn't like his mouth was just there was only a couple rigs in his mouth. Right. It seemed like there was just so much Nuance. little yeah little things and like how he sort of like maneuvering his lips around as he talks in this like sort of <laughs> weird way it's like it was so Dominic's trying to do it right i'm now. trying to do it right now he's so, doing a pretty good job actually well it was just like wild to me i'm why i was like just so focused on his lips i right. was like how do they do that right it's that like, looks amazing that's just it looks so good the 90s and, you know yeah well I, I mean you can still do that i mean for sure but it was it's super impressive like i mean but this isn't is, it just such a creative idea that like of course yeah this guy that he's supposed to meet with is actually this weird baby attached <laughs> to some fucking guy's stomach that he has to like pass uh, whole, was the, whole, baby. the whole thing is really weird it's just I, such a cool like like there's just so many cool amazing ideas throughout this movie like from just the very beginning where that woman is like changing her nail color with that cool pen thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like that, was, that cool. was just like a fun little tidbit fun. to, you know, I mean, the girl with three breasts and mm-hmm. the taxi driver who happens to be a mutant. And then the guy who's the baby attached to the guy's stomach. I mean, there's just so many creative ideas throughout this movie that they actually made happen. Yeah. And somehow you know? made, makes some sort of sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, sense, I just some, love this movie. Sort of I love this movie so much because it's just so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so also, many fun p- 
parts in this movie. I love all the parts that you're talking about. And again, those were the things that were pulling me through. But yeah, I just wasn't like It's kind of a series of parts. I mean, okay, I will say, yes, the storyline, I could see how it could have lost some engagement because... Well, it does become kind of it does become kind of confusing. It's like why? It's why are the bad guys confusing. trying to kill Quaid and why is Quaid no longer whatever his name was? Right. Like there's there's, there's some no character really like in the there's bad not guy like or, a, there's not like a lot of character development. Yeah. But all that aside, there's just so much fun stuff in it. It's kind of like who cares? Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, a, it's a fun series it's of a fun images wild ride it's a it's a ride and i'll say like 10 years afterwards i didn't remember a single thing about a plot of that movie but exactly. i can tell you that i still remembered that baby dude's face exactly you know like exactly. yeah i had and then the midget girl who's like let me know if you need help taking care of this one <laughs> You know I, what I'm about? I also really like the bulging eye effects that were going oh, on. Oh, totally. Those were awesome. Oh, huh? by the way, as a child, so when I first saw this movie, I was like maybe seven or six. Mm-hmm. I totally met Rachel Ticketon or Nancy Ticketon. So what? the one who played the sleazy brunette who was like ah. his counterpart, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger's counterpart, I totally hung out with her when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Sweet. My dad introduced me to her. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, I think to sum it up, Total Recall rules. If you haven't seen it, get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Watch this movie. <laughs> get your ass to Mars. Yeah, right. Rented it on Amazon for ten bucks, like yeah. we had to. <laughs> yeah, as we did. It's a very fun classic movie from the nineties that just—it's still great. It's—it's the—it's the end of an era, really. It's—it's it's kind of—it's—it's—it's it's, it's one of those last movies that came out before. Last. I mean. I don't know. Wait, didn't Willow come out around the same time? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Indiana and then Jones yeah, and the Last Crusade, like the, and the ninety-four and nineties. All right. When did this movie come out exactly? Nineteen ninety. Oh, there were a lot of great movies to come after that. And there's still me, great there's movies. There's still, still, no, no, still great movies. There's still great movies. I just feel like it's not like movies ni- are over, you guys. No, well, no, no, no. but the eighties and nineties were really a golden. I era. don't really. To be honest, I don't think this is like the height of filmmaking or anything. You oh, know? it was. Like it's it's really cool practical effects. Like for sure, the practical effects are like there's second to none so many in a way. Like that there's came out in the 90s, but this isn't 90s. like I wouldn't say this is like a great film though. You well, know? not maybe not this movie, but there were so many other good movies that came out in the nineties and eighties that mm-hmm. and I now feel like. And the seventies, and the and absolutely the seventies, well, obviously. But I actually the feel like the seventies were better than the eighties and nineties. If you ask me, well, I don't know. Thirties, but um, anyways. So that's our thoughts on Total Recall, Aaron. Thank you so much for coming uh, and bestowing upon us your expertise in all things liquid. Anytime. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on this episode. I'd be happy to come back sometime. Uh, we would love to have you back and maybe get more into the nitty gritty of things. But I liked the quick overview that we got. Anyways, uh, this has been Totally Tell Me. We post new episodes every Wednesday or every other Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Um, our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Totally Tell Me.